Hi, this is Millie, and you're listening to the Escaping Narcissistic Parents podcast, where you'll find the validation and love you've been looking for. Welcome to my new listeners, and thanks to my loyal friends. Please follow me on Instagram at Escaping Narcissistic Mothers, all one word, and I will put all this in the show notes. Hi, everybody. I hope you're having a good day and a good week. And I hope that you're in a good place today. You just are. You just feel great. It is for me right now. I don't know when you're listening. It is the 1st of August. You know, the first day of a month is is a brand new beginning. Every day is a brand new beginning with just all the options in the world. You can always change your life. You can always make your life better. You make your life what it is. You make your life happy or unhappy, right? That's a big message. We can't put that burden of happiness on someone else. It is great when we have a great person with us, right? That make us happy, but ultimately it's us who make us happy, not that person. It's it's how we feel around them, right? It's not what they're doing, right, necessarily that makes us happy. It's just that they're there with us and they exist. So, you know, make that a part of your, your mantra. You know, I make me happy. I'm the one who chooses to be happy. Um, <clears throat> I want to ask, first of all, and I'll probably be asking this several times because I know that I have different listeners. I don't have the same exact listeners for every podcast. Um, especially this one is a little, it's going to be a, a little different from my other podcasts. But would you like to have coaching sessions with me? Would you do a coaching session with me? Is that something that would interest you? Let me know, okay? I always put my email address in the description. Um, You can go to my Instagram. Send me a DM. Ask anybody. Not that you can, but... I answer all my DMs, okay? So, um, if you're interested in coaching, let me know, okay? I promise you this. I know how much therapy is costing right now. It's always been expensive, but with inflation, I know it's super expensive. Um, Coaching won't be anywhere near, at least my coaching won't be anywhere near that I want to be fair in my pricing. So um, I just want you to know that. And of course, I'm not a therapist. I'm doing this as a coach, right? Just with all of the knowledge of all these years. Um, I'm try- try- so what a coach does is we look forward with you, Right? We don't try to fix the past. We we look forward. Okay? So, 
a coaching session would be me asking you what it is that you want out of the coaching, right? So you would have to think about that. And I would do probably a five or 10 minute phone call before anyway, to make sure that we're a good fit, um, that you kind of have an idea of what you want, because honestly, if you're stuck, right, if you're in this situation and you you don't know what you want, you, you really don't know if you want to get out of it, then there's nothing I could do for you. I'm not going to take your money. Okay, that would be unethical of me just as a person. Um, you have to be in a place where either you've already done what you're going to do and you need to get through those feelings and that's fine. We can go through that or you're getting ready to do what you're going to do. And by that, I mean, hopefully going no contact. <laughs> um because there's so much that goes along with no contact, but that's not what I'm going to talk about today. So let's, let's, um, please, you know, if you are, it doesn't, you telling me that you're interested doesn't mean I'm going to schedule an appointment. I just want to know if you would be interested. Okay. All right. So today's topic, it came up because I belong to different groups on Facebook and I belong to the narcissistic ex one of one of the many narcissistic ex groups in Facebook. And someone posted something that really was rang so true for me that I I responded to her and actually made her feel better. And that's why I responded to her cuz I knew that my words would make her feel better. That it was going to give her hope. All right. So what am I talking about here? So I'm not talking about the narcissistic parent. This time I'm talking about the narcissistic ex. Okay. In particular, the ex-husband or wife when and when you have children. So co-parenting with younger, right? What I mean by younger is under 18 children. Okay, it's harder than being married to the person. Okay, I'm not, you know me, I don't sugarcoat things. Co-parenting with a narcissistic ex is like stepping on hot coals while trying to balance on one foot. And... You have two railings you can hold on to, but the railings are made out of blades. So if you hold on, you're going to cut your hands. That's what it feels like, okay? If you can imagine that situation. So, especially if the narcissistic ex has also found himself with a toxic partner themselves, then you've got two people that you're fighting against there are so many things and I am right now I'm not feeling great just because I have to talk about this because this is something that I have struggled with for so many years my daughter just turned 20 
and she's she's coming to visit and I'm actually having nightmares with my ex because she's coming and I'm anxious because I don't want to deal with him at all ever. When she's not here, I don't have any contact with him. But now I know that she's coming and I may have to have some contact or at least even if there's no contact, I know that he's always scheming and planning to do something to upset me. Except I've made up my mind finally after freaking, well, 20 years. I'm not going to let anything that he does upset me. Okay? Um, I'll give you the perfect example. My daughter is coming because it was she was trying to come during her birthday and she couldn't. So she's coming a little later, and of course my daughter calls me to tell me, oh, on Saturday, the only Saturday she's going to be here, my dad's doing a birthday party for me, and this and that. And I'm like, that's fine. You know, that's what I said to her, that's fine. Because that's what he has done to me forever. He just planned something. And never even asked me if I had a plan or how could we do this so that both of us can do something or nothing. He just did what he wanted. And that wasn't just birthday parties, but her, but her birthday was a sore spot every year. Because if I had something in mind to do with her, I would always hear, oh, my dad is, uh, we're going to go to... A, a condo it's a long story but they have access to a condo near a beach and we're gonna go to the condo and we're inviting my dad's inviting my school friends and this and that and I already had a plan for that day but you know that's how he works he does what he wants and doesn't ever ne- he never asked me he never included me either. It's not like, oh, I'm I'm doing this. Why don't you and, and your husband come? No, no, no. It was just his way, and that was it. So it took, completely excluded me. The last argument I had with him, I remember telling him, you constantly just leave me out. It's like I don't exist. It's like I'm not her mother. And he his response... Which is something I've posted about um, on my Instagram that the mothers say, but any narcissist said is, you're making a big deal out of this. Why do you have to be so dramatic? And I would think to myself, am I being dramatic? Even now, like even this happened two years ago, maybe? It's like, even then, I still questioned, was I being too dramatic? Of course I wasn't being dramatic. You're freaking making choices, leaving me out as if I don't even exist. Okay? And it's all done on purpose. You can see why talking about this can be a little bit, not a little bit, it's a lot triggering. Especially, like I said, she's coming and I know I'm going to have one issue at the very least with him. Right? Even if I'm stepping out of the way and that's what i have been doing right i've been um saying fine if that's what you want to do i'm not fighting anything 
Okay, I refuse to fight. And the only way to refuse to, to, to not fight is to step out of the way. Now, that's not giving him control. Because he only does that because he wants to upset me. If he's no longer upsetting me, you know, what is he going to do? She's 20 years old. You want to do a birthday party for her? Go ahead. That's fine. She's 20. You going to do birthday parties for her forever? That's fine with me, too, if you want to. She knows which of us has been supportive of her, okay? She knows which one of us. I may not have the money to take her on trips like he does, like he took her to a trip, which he took her and not her partner, okay? These are things that in the future she's going to remember. She's going to say, yeah, my dad took me to, to, to this trip, but didn't invite so-and-so. And my mom was the only one that fought for me and let me be myself when my dad was trying to manipulate me. And she knows it because she's told me. I, I don't, you know, it's not a matter of me... Having to point it out. She knows exactly what's happening. So what do narcissistic exes do? Exactly what I said. When you have a plan, like in the divorce of the visitation, make sure that you stick to that visitation regardless of the situation. Stick to it. Trust me on that. I was very lenient I thought when I first got divorced, we can do this. It doesn't have to be a big deal. It doesn't have to be, you know, written in stone. That opens the door for them to take advantage of you. And he did a lot. Okay. He constantly would make plans to go to amusement parks and stuff. And instead of asking me first, hey, next weekend... Or whenever it is, you know. It would be on my weekend with her. We have plans. We're planning to do this. Is it okay? He would tell her first. Of course, if you tell an 8 or 9 year old you want to go to an amusement park, they're going to want to go. And then you look like the bad parent if you say no. That's how they manipulate the situations. Okay. The other thing they do, talk bad about you, right? Some of you may notice this um, situation where they spend the weekend with the other parent, with the toxic parent, and then they come back to you and they're misbehaving, they're talking back to you. Let me tell you something. Do not feel bad or guilty or... Don't get angry with your child or children. The reason this happens is because even at a young age, they know that they can't misbehave at the toxic parent's house because they will get punished severely. So when they get to your house, they let it out. That's their way of letting it out. They feel comfortable with you. And, they, and, and so they, they behave that way. Don't get mad at them. I didn't know this when I was raising my daughter and I would get angry at her and I would tell her, 
how come you behave this way here and at your dad's? I've never heard him, you know, say that you misbehave. I had no idea. And I've apologized to her since then when I learned that it was because she felt safe with me that she behaved that way. And that she didn't feel safe over there. She had to be a certain way. Okay? So, there's so much that goes into co-parenting when the narcissist is impossible. First, they still want to hurt you. Right? They still want to hurt you. So, they're going to do everything they can using the kids. The kids, they don't care that much about the kid. The, The kid is a pawn to them. Okay? So they use the pawn to hurt you. And that's how they do it. I'll give you another example. Um, When my ex first met his wife. um, So we're talking a good 12 years, 13 years, whatever. The year year that we're going to get married. um, Her daughter was very into sports and... Ice skating and swimming, different things like that. My daughter's not into that stuff. And I kept telling him that you can't treat our daughter the way you treat her daughter because they're different. They're very different. Okay, my daughter is cerebral. My daughter is the smart one who spent all her time studying and her friends were in the honors classes. And that's who my daughter is. Okay, she wasn't the swim class. Uh, you know, like dance swim class girl, okay? So, he decided, they decided to spend $300 on these swim, swim dance classes over the summer. Now, I had, at that point, I didn't know what to do because his ex was harassing me. She literally was calling me and yelling at me and screaming at me to the point where I would turn my phone on. I was a teacher at the time. I would turn my phone on at the end of the day and I would have two or three voicemails from her. And I, and I kept telling him, tell her to stop. And it wouldn't stop. And I had no, I called lawyers and say, how can I stop someone from harassing me? And instead of them telling me, get an order of protection against her, um... I didn't know what to do. So I said, well, I'm going to take him to court. And I'm going to get... Because our divorce, I didn't have the best lawyer. And in our divorce, it wasn't... Things weren't... Let's say they weren't, you know, as written in stone. They were a little flippy floppy. Well, I wanted everything set in stone. And I wanted everything to be a certain way. So we were in the process of this happening. That year. That summer. And my lawyer blatantly told me, because some of the the days that she had to be driven to the class, which was not close by, by the way, to me. It wasn't close to me. It's not close to them either, but they were closer than I was. Um, he said, you don't have to take her on your days. As a matter of fact, don't take her on your days. Because your days are your days with her. And and if he made a plan, that's his problem. And she didn't want to go. So I didn't take her. I stopped taking her. And it was a good thing because the day that they did the big 
performance or whatever, she had the flu. So she wouldn't have been able to anyway. But I had to do that. I had to show him, no, you're not going to control everything. I thought my lawyer was being a jerk a lot of times. But what my lawyer was trying to show me was, don't let him step on you. Don't let him manipulate you. Don't let him do things with her on your days. Don't, you know... So that's what I did. I, I, I started the days that she was with me. She was with me. And if you had a plan, too bad. I'm not going to take her to a swim, swim class that I had no input in, no say in. I wasn't asked and neither was she. She was forced to do it. Okay. So things can backfire with a narcissistic ex. Because they do things like that. They do things without anybody's consent. And if the other person's like, no, then it will backfire. They lost money. Um, She didn't do it. It just, it didn't work out. So that's just one small example of the things that he did to manipulate the situation. Now, I can go on forever on things like things that his wife did, but it's not about the I'm not I don't want to talk about the narcissistic ex's new partner. I want to talk about just the narcissistic ex and what they do. Okay? So they will use money if they have it to buy the love of the children. They will use it. It used to frustrate me and it used to make me sad because I didn't have the means to do to to go on these trips that he was taking her on. I will tell you what. My daughter loves me and I know she loves me. Regardless of having gone to these amusement parks and, and these places... Okay, or not having gone with them. She knew that I was home. I was supportive. This was the place that she could always come and relax. Okay. He planned trips. And I say plans. He did it when I was married to him. He still does it. Where if it's four days, every second of the day is you're doing something. He has a plan. When my daughter would come home from one of these trips, she'd be exhausted. So she would stay here for three or four days just to recover from the trips. Okay. What else can I think of? Um, If you put your foot down, okay, and put a boundary, you know that narcissists don't want boundaries. Or they, they will not respect a boundary. They see a boundary as a challenge, right? Instead of, okay... She put a boundary down. They see it as, oh, I'm going to find a way to get around that boundary and and still step on her. So what was happening was my daughter doesn't drive. She hasn't wanted to get her license. She Whenever she wants to get it, she'll get it, right? So unfortunately, that meant that a lot of times she was at my house 
And when he would come home from work, usually around 7 o'clock at night. That's another issue that's not related to this, but responsibility. Being irresponsible and getting away with stuff at work. Um, he would come and ring the doorbell to pick her up. Now, anytime that I went to their house, I would stay in their driveway. I would text her and say, come out. I didn't ring the doorbell. I rarely rang that doorbell. But every time he rang the doorbell, because my my husband, being a nice guy, would open the door and they'd start talking about Star Wars or whatever. They have some things in common because it, it's because of their age. Right? Star Trek, Star Wars, things like that. They would start talking. And I didn't want to see him anymore. It got to the point where I was just upset. I would tell my, my husband, let the, let him ring the doorbell. And I since that wasn't going to work, I had to tell my ex, when you come pick her up, do not ring the doorbell. Stay in the car. Oh, boy. He didn't have any reaction to it at the moment. But I knew that there was going to be some pushback with other things. So last year, this is so, she's 19 at this particular time. He, last year, no, it was like a few months ago. It wasn't even a year. It was October? Of this past year? It was, yeah, it was October. Um, he, he had to take her somewhere to pick up her things. Okay, I don't want to get into the story. I don't want to put my daughter's life out there to tell the story of my narcissistic ex. But let's say they he was driving her a couple of hours away. And um, she had come back from being with him for a day or two. And she had a slice of pizza in a container, in a plastic container. And they called me in the morning, real early. Okay? Wake me up to make sure the plastic, that they were going to stop by and, and pick up the plastic container. That was him. Okay? My da- he told my daughter to call me, but it was him who di- who was saying it. It took them three hours to get here from the time I got that phone call. Why why wasn't I called two minutes before they were leaving the house, or when they were you know, I mean, when they were about to leave the house, I would have been fine. So what did I do? I wet. I wet the the container. I didn't wash it. I wet it. And I put it wet into a plastic bag and gave it to my daughter. I mean, if it was that important. So they will find ways to upset you. Lack of sleep, right? That was one of the things. They don't want you to sleep. He can't control me. Because everything he does, I'm just going to, instead of fight back... I'm going to deflect. Oh, you want to do this? That's fine with me. Let let my daughter's 20. She gets to choose. And that's how I phrase it to her. You choose, right? But that he takes advantage of that and gives her pressure. 
Okay. My mom died in September of last year. I've said that many times on here. So apparently my mother had given them some food she had made frozen, had frozen it and given it to them. So them as in my ex and his wife. So my ex told my daughter, this was that same trip she was here in October, said to her, come, let's have dinner. We're going to do a, a a dinner in memory of your grandmother. So they used my mother's death. But it wasn't really for that. And my daughter saw, I mean, she was 19. We're not, we're, she's not a kid anymore. My daughter was making a decision, a, a big decision in her life, which he was against and I was for. I saw how depressed my daughter was and uh, this, this particular decision was what she wanted and whether it's the right decision or not wasn't my choice to make for her. I was 20 years old when my mother, well, I wasn't even 20. I was 19. When my mother pulled me out of college and told me, you have to work full time. But I still lived at home with them. And she still controlled me and was stealing my money. And I I wasn't going to be that person to my daughter. I wasn't going to control her decisions. I just wasn't going to do it. I wasn't going to control what my daughter did and she wanted to make this choice and he was against making this choice okay so what they did was they used my mother's death as a way to corner her so during dinner all they did was guilt trip her tell her that she was making the wrong choice just just they just attacked her and she came home and she was so upset because they had used my mother's death to trick her and they've done that before they've done they've you know the bait and switch situation where oh let's do something nice and then attacked her so I said to to my daughter I said don't worry about what they did or what he said or what she said to you You know what's right for you. They can't choose. Okay, don't let... Guilt is not a a good emotion. Most of the time. Okay? Guilt is there for when we actually harm someone. But a lot of times, we feel guilt when we are not guilty of anything. And that's this situation. And she knows a lot about narcissism and toxic people. She knows a lot about it because of me. Right, and and she knows things that I even don't know how she knows about. I think that because she's heard me talk about narcissism, that she's done her own research and she likes to look things up on Reddit, so she knows things, and she sees the toxicity on that side. So, all I have to say is this. The best thing you can do for yourself when you're dealing with your narcissistic ex and co-parenting is only talk to them when it has to do with that. Don't talk to them about anything else. 
If they send you a five-page email, try read through it and try to pick out what's about the kid and everything else. Ignore it. Don't ever respond to anything outside of what has to do with the kids. When it has to do with the kids, ironclad, this is how this is going to work. On my days, they're with me. On your days, they're with you. On my days, they're with me. And if you plan something on my weekend, it's not going to happen. Now, you don't punish your kid. But if you do something once, hopefully, to show them that you're serious, hopefully they won't plan things on your weekend. For example, you actually call the police on them and say, they're taking my kid and it's my my day and you have the paperwork from the courts. And it's against my will. He's taking them. See what happens. If that teaches them a lesson, I don't know. Most of the time, narcissists just want to get even with you. So, But try to stick to everything. Just don't don't be flexible with them. You can't be flexible. Okay? And when your kids get older, separate yourself from your ex completely. Okay? So that the kids can see who is who and what's really going on. Right? Who is who? Who's the one that's, that's you know, really supportive of them and really being a good parent? And who is manipulative? I'll give you an example. I mean, even now he's doing it in this trip. I have to, I have to find a way to be more calm about this because I'm I'm having nightmares and I know it's due to him and this is hard on me it's hard it's hard on me I I don't I don't want to have to deal with anything but so she's coming in on Sunday night and me and my husband are going to pick her up from the airport with her partner and my husband my ex-husband made a dentist appointment for 8 a.m. the next morning why I have no idea besides the point that well he thinks he's going to grab her you know immediately in the morning but He's not counting on the fact that she's not alone. It doesn't matter. What happens, happens. She wants to spend the day with her dad that day. She does. If she doesn't, she doesn't. It's up to her. Okay? And that's the thing. That's what we, you know, we're not losing out. She's not going to want to spend the entire time with him. She's going to want to spend some time here. With less stress. Because when she's with him... She comes home and and complains. She complains constantly about how things are at his house. Like I said, money doesn't mean anything. If if that's an issue. Because it is an issue here. There's a a difference in economy. And that's only because narcissists... That's... I mean, if money is important to them, is status... 
then they're going to do everything in their power to have money. My husband has done things that are illegal. Okay? My ex-husband. Illegal to, to make money. I don't know. Well, is it What was it illegal? I don't know if it's illegal, but it's truly unethical. He, and I'm sure he's still selling stuff online. But what he does is he... (laughs) Let's just put it this way. He was selling stuff from other websites. Inflating the price and keeping the difference, right? But what he was doing was just ordering it from the other website. And he wasn't smart enough to have it delivered to his house so he could package it differently no he would have him delivered directly to that person and he got called out on it at least at one time i know of i can only imagine the other things that he did that were not legal right to make money i know that he gambles online he was doing that when we were married and i didn't know about it till after we got separated because one of a co-worker we both worked at the same place and his co-worker his closest like person to him I think physically and to what they did like they both did the exact same thing she was someone who was my friend first she worked in my department first so I knew her way before he started working there and she spilled her guts on a lot of things when we were got separated and she was happy that we were getting separated, that we were getting divorced. But my, my daughter was only three, so, you know, it's been 17 years of me suffering with all of this to finally realize a year ago, um, not going to talk to him anymore. Not. When... Sorry for that, guys. My husband came home early, so <laughs> I didn't know. Um, he wanted to surprise me. Um, what I was saying before was that... Um, God, I forgot what I was talking about exactly. Something he had done to me. No, no, I can't think of it. It just flew, and I had it there, and it it flew out of my head completely what I was talking about before. Um, Oh, okay, I remember. Um, When my daughter was making the decision she was making, he called me, and I actually picked up the phone, and this was after he knew... He couldn't come to the door and ring the doorbell that I wasn't speaking to him anymore. I was done with him for good. And I did did a little bit of gray rocking, right? No emotion whatsoever. I was like, yeah, yeah. And the things that he said, I would just give him an answer, but it was very unemotional. And I said, well, if you want to do that, then how do you, what's your plan then? You know, I kind of made him think about how he was going to prevent the situation. Because we couldn't really prevent it. I mean, we we couldn't. We could badger her to death, but we couldn't really prevent the situation. 
So, um, I said, look, I gotta go. And, and he goes, wait. And he thanked me profusely. And this is infuriating. And some of you may be able to understand. He thanked me profusely. And I was like, yeah, whatever. That's fine. I gotta go. No, no, I really mean it. Thank you so much for the advice. You made me see things in a different way. And then that night was the night that they made the dinner to memorialize my mom or whatever. And cornered her so he did the exact opposite of what he told me or he was what he meant by clearing things up was that I that I convinced him the opposite of what he was making me think I had if you follow my thinking (laughs) without details it's kind of hard but Either way, it was infuriating. And now, at that point, I said, I don't care what it is. If he calls me, he can leave a voicemail. And I will hear the voicemail. But I'm not calling. I'm not talking to him directly again. And that that was a few months ago. I'm still learning this. I just know that I had to... He has to be... He has to not be a part of my life at all. As far as literally, right? I cannot talk to him. I cannot see him in person. And as far as parenting goes, I don't have to help him. And that was my, that's something my therapist did tell me. The reason I told him to stop coming to the door and the reason I stopped talking to him whenever there was an issue with her after she was 18 was because my my therapist was like, why are you talking to him at this point let him parent his way you parent your way let her let her see the differences stop helping him because in essence what i was doing was trying to come together so we would agree on things but that never ever worked okay that's another thing you will never be on the same page because they will take the opposite approach to whatever you think is 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 right okay or they might agree with you and then do the opposite don't okay just don't take it from me that i'm making this podcast because i'm in distress just knowing that i may have some contact okay i didn't feel this much anxiety thinking my mother was going to show up now and she's dead since almost it's been a year almost right <laughs> but i know it's horrible to laugh after you say that but though you're listening to this it's because you follow me you probably have a narcissistic mother um but before she died you know i was never this anxious but whenever i think that i may have any contact with him i get very anxious And I start having the dream, the nightmares, and this is the second nightmare. Now, I will say that the first nightmare I had, my mother was in it and he was in it. It was like the perfect, the two people who have messed with me the most in my life, who screwed me up, who created an autoimmune disorder in me, have been those two people, okay? And... 
in the dream, he was literally hurting me physically. And my mother was on my side in defending me. And I I think that that's a way for me to kind of resolve that the issues with her, you know? And she's dead. But the stuff that happened isn't gone. But I think that subconsciously even it's resolving itself with her. I just hope with him, I don't know when it will resolve itself. I don't know how old my daughter has to be for me to be 100. Because I'm like 99.99% separated from him. I just need that point, you know, zero 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 one percent And when is that going to happen? I don't know how old my daughter has to be. I guess she has to be completely independent, completely. And then I have nothing like, you know. There's also a plan of me eventually moving from here. Because I live 15 minutes away from him. Once I move from here, when she visits, she's going to visit me. And I won't have to worry about him anymore so i think that's what it's going to take is that move but you know you guys are living the same thing that everyone else is inflation and and you know this move was planned for 2020 and then covid and then you know my autoimmune disorder so many things it just didn't happen and now with inflation we're we're kind of stuck so We'll see, right? We'll see. I kind of am in a place where I keep thinking the universe will do what it has to do, right? It's not that I'm doing nothing or I'm sitting back and waiting. I'm kind of stopping. I'm not trying to force things to happen. So... Anyway, this has been a long podcast. Um, I hope that this gives you a little bit of insight on what to do, what not to do with a narcissistic ex who you're raising your kids with. If you are unfortunate like me to have a kid with a toxic person who really wants to really hurt you. (laughs) Really. (laughs) You know? So... In case you guys thought it was just my mom, it wasn't. I was also in a narcissistic marriage. And I didn't even really realize it till a couple of years ago, which is insane. Because I was so focused on my mother that I didn't see that he was toxic too. Because he's very, he's not the typical narcissist. He's not the outgoing. If anything, you look at him and you go, oh my god, he wants to climb into his body and never come out again. And he is evil as evil comes. He is just quiet. But he is evil. Alright guys. I love you. I hope this was helpful. Remember to um, let me know if you think you would do a coaching session with me. Right? Um, and just, I love you guys and, and I hope this was helpful and until next time.